Namaste, it's Renee, and welcome to my podcast, Peace, Love, Abundance, a place where I speak about yoga, Ayurveda, health, nutrition, mindset, dreams, goals, you name it, because life sometimes can can throw us for a loop and we need to hold on to whatever we can, whether it's our breath or our yoga practice itself or any kind of exercise that you practice. Just getting off the couch, get moving, eat well, all of that can help you cultivate a vibrant life and, and live your life to the fullest because Let's face it, time doesn't wait for anybody. And I believe there's no better time than the present to accomplish whatever it is that you need to accomplish. Live your life. Dreams can come true. I truly believe in that. Real quick, I am a Colorado native and a born and raised Colorado, and I'm making my dream of moving to Maui a reality. So I do know that dreams can happen. They are not magic. Dreams aren't magic. They take a lot of work, blood, sweat, tears, tenacity, patience, planning, manifesting, time, you name it. It it takes a lot to make a dream come true, but they're not magic. So you can't just sit around and wait for it. I also believe um, a big part of it is the manifesting part. And today I want to talk about even being impeccable with your words. Being impeccable with your word is even more than than just the word. That's a great way to kind of narrow it down. But think about what's behind a word. The definition, the meaning, how you deliver the word, how you see yourself, your own self-worth can be a big part of how you deliver that word. And even how you see others when you're speaking to somebody else, how you're perceiving them or maybe even judging them can almost change the definition or the value of a word just because of uh, the the judgment you have or what's going on in your mind. And then your delivery is going to be off. It's not going to be tactful. And, and then you're setting them up for either failure because you hurt their feelings or you're setting them up for their impression of you is not going to be so good. So think about that just in your words or even sometimes word. It doesn't even have to be a whole sentence or a whole conversation, but one word And the way it's delivered and the intention behind it can ruin a friendship, a relationship, a job, a potential business arrangement, whatever it is. So learning to be impeccable with your words. One of my favorite that I use a lot in my yoga classes is frustrating. Lately, I've been really encouraging my yoga students that whenever they feel frustrated by something... especially in yoga, obviously we're in the present moment, we're taking a yoga class. But whenever they start to feel frustrated about something in yoga, I encourage them to not think of the word frustrating, but to just think of it as challenging. Think of that, the difference between those two words. Both of those words technically have a very similar meaning, but one is more positive. It keeps you going. It keeps you challenged, right? The other one is just darn right frustrating. The minute you even say the word frustrating, it sounds frustrating. There's no way you can ever put a positive twist on something that is frustrating. 
So by just changing your mindset and thinking of things as challenging rather than frustrating, and then eliminating the F word from your vocabulary. And generally, I get a few snickers in the room. Sometimes I think it goes over some people's heads, but they might also be so much into their body at the time that that's why it's going over their head because they're in their physical practice, and I get that. They might be tuning out sometimes the exterior. But I do know that the deliver the message eventually gets delivered because then after class I have people tell me that they appreciate my reminder that things are, can be challenging and to eliminate the negative from your life by just eliminating the word frustrating. Even with our children, what if you encouraged your children that something is challenging, not frustrating? Now, whenever it comes to children, I'm a firm believer, too, that that challenging doesn't have to mean full-on competitive. So make sure that you keep challenging and competitive as two different concepts with your children. Somewhat finding some pride in your own self-accomplishments is definitely good. And competition when you're playing team sports can be good. But make sure they know that amongst each other, like amongst each other's siblings or amongst their friends, when they're having a friendly gathering in an afternoon, that yes, things can be challenging when you're with your friends, but they don't have to be competitive. So just, you know, that's three words right there. Frustrating, challenging, and competitive. Even take a moment to think about those. A quote... Be impeccable with your word. Speak with integrity. Say only what you mean. Avoid using the word to speak against yourself or to gossip about others. Use the power of your word in the direction of truth and love. So if you have truth and love behind what you're trying to say or deliver, then more than likely you are going to be speaking impeccably with your word. But whenever you start to self-guess your own self-worth, not carry yourself well, you allow yourself to get frustrated, your words start to get jumbled, and the message you're trying to portray is going to be delivered in that manner as well. So it starts, I always believe that love starts with yourself. So you need to love yourself first. You also need to love what you're doing. Say you're at your job and everything you say tends to be the wrong thing. You keep sticking your own foot in your mouth. That could correlate to maybe you're not at the job that is serving you well. So yeah, where is this frustration coming from? When did your job become frustrating instead of challenging? And then when you started to actually live that frustration, then everything else started to become negative too. Instead of it just being a challenging job that you every day went to and got your job done with pride and you walked away at the end of the day feeling like, yes, I worked hard for my money. A job is a job. We call it work for a reason. A job will always be work. Even what I do, I love what I do. I love even this podcast. But I have to schedule time with myself and I have to work to create this podcast. I have to edit it. I have to get it posted. I have to 
get it up on a site that hosts it for me and then make sure it makes it to iTunes or Google Play or wherever you're listening to this from. So it's always going to be work. But can your work be challenging instead of frustrating? And then from there, finding that self-love and the kindness to be impeccable with your words, to deliver your message with love and truth. Truth is a big one. If you have a job that you aren't 100% behind, then it's going to be hard to, to speak your truth. I have had several jobs in sales where I was selling stuff just to pay my bills. And I didn't believe in what I was selling. And I came home every day in the worst mood. I would yell and scream at people. I was very frustrated, not challenged. I was frustrated because I didn't believe in what I was selling. So I wasn't speaking my truth all day. So you really need to be able to be truthful with yourself and what you're doing in order to be impeccable with your word. Coming back to the quote, where the quote mentions, avoid using the word to speak against yourself. So this again comes to believing in what you do or what you're trying to say, the message you're trying to deliver, and being truthful. Otherwise, you're just speaking against yourself. Or I also disbelieve or I'm not a big fan of people saying something just to say it, but they never have any intention of following through with it. Empty promises is what that could be even called, right? Empty promises. It could be even an empty promise to themselves. Oh yeah, I'm going to start my new diet on Monday. And then they don't. So they're using their own words against themselves because they know very well they're not going to start their diet on Monday because they just keep putting everything off. Actions speak louder than words here. So then this comes down to your actions. Actions speak louder than words. So to be impeccable with your words, you need the actions to go with it. And if you're not prepared to take that action, then your words are just that. They're words. They're empty promises to yourself or even to somebody else if that's who you're trying to promise to. So that comes along with being impeccable with your word too. Being impeccable with your word is mindset, mastering your mindset, mastering your self-worth, honesty, kindness, love, compassion, all of it. And I know that that sounds like a lot to think about when you're having a conversation with somebody. But let me tell you, it starts with you. And whenever it starts with you, it also encompasses getting exercise, yoga, if that's what you want, eating well. Because when we eat well and we exercise, we feel better. You're going to have more mental clarity, that ability to think clearly and think a little bit more on your toes and then be able to speak more impeccably with your words when you feel more clarity in your body. When you're more clear about who you are, your true authentic self, and you're feeding yourself healthy foods and exercising, that clarity will be there and you will be able to think on your toes. And if you are having a tough time thinking on your toes, then maybe don't speak at all. Like Thumper and Bambi, if you can't say something nice, 
don't say anything at all. So just maybe plead the Fifth Amendment or whatever you need to do and walk away. Or just take a moment to pause and think about what you need to say before you say it. Rather than just getting that diary of the mouth and just blurting out the first thing that comes to you. And sometimes your words come out of your mouth and then you're thinking about it as the words come out of your mouth. And you're like, wow, did I really just say that out loud? How many times have you thought that to yourself? Wow, did I really just say that out loud? And then you wonder, do I apologize for it? Should I regret what I just said? Or was that really what I meant to say? So just sometimes slowing down and pausing. And if you don't have the right words to say what you need to say, then don't say anything at all. Coming back to our children and our future, our children are our future. They are picking up on your every move, your every word, your every thought more than you think they are. My son at 23 right now, hindsight on raising him, it's like, wow, he is such a reflection of me. And I didn't think I was teaching him that stuff, but he still picked it up from me. And thank goodness, he actually is a big hearted man now. And I love him for that. He's my gentle giant. He always has been my gentle giant. But I worked my hardest to try and keep him on the positive side. Our family has been through a lot on his father's side and my side. On my side of the family, my mother and two brothers died of incurable diseases. On his father's side, he has suicide, murder-suicide, and death of an uncurable disease. My son should have six aunts and uncles by, uh, by blood, but he has one aunt because of this. And my son, being raised, he, along the way, experienced 99% of this. He was very well aware of everything that was happening and what was going on around him. So you would think that that could make a child pretty bitter, angry at the world, act out, or even just be scared of things, and maybe even take a a long, hard, wrong path. But I encouraged him to learn that we live daily because time doesn't wait for anybody. And he learned a lesson. I spoke to him about this. I didn't hide this stuff from him. I spoke to him about his uncle that died around six or seven years old and, and everything that goes with all of that. He, My son very much was raised around the life lesson of life and death, and he doesn't take it for granted. He doesn't take life for granted. I truly believe that this was his dharma to have to take in all this life and death as a young child because now he is happy, he's big hearted, and he's got a good head on his shoulders. And I didn't hide any of this from him, but I did really reinforce that living for today, having fun, smiling, laughing is very important to get through this thing we call life. And I am thankful that it worked. Yay, it worked. 
But definitely do not underestimate your influence on your children, your influence, or even the people you hang out with that you expose them to in your environment, because they are picking up on everything along the way. And being impeccable with your words encouraging them to be impeccable with their words. Even if you don't have children, if you are an aunt or an uncle yourself or in a place of being around children, be impeccable with your words because they are picking up on everything we say, do, and think. And children are not stupid. They can also read the emotions behind it. They may not be able to, at the end of the day, articulate, the messages that they are taking in all day long, but inside their bodies, they are picking up on anxiety and stress and self-worth. So if you, it starts with you, you need to carry yourself with love and kindness and compassion and all of those other good words out there. I'm telling you, it's so important. If you feel like this world we are living in these days is a tough world to live in, then you need to try your hardest to help create the change and become the change you wish to see. It starts with you. I know we all feel like we're just one individual and how can just one individual change other lives? But think about when you're out running errands, how many people you come even face to face with. Could you just smile at that person? Could you hold a door open for them? Because again, sometimes it's not just the word. It's our actions, our thoughts, how we carry ourselves, how we treat others. So just opening a door, holding a door open for somebody. Just do it. Try it. But it starts even with being impeccable with your word. And then everything that goes along with it. So I really encourage you to stop and think about how you see yourself. How do you carry yourself? And then start to speak with more kindness, love, and truth. I have also a workshop on the seven chakras. The seven chakras are known to be these seven points in your body. The fifth chakra is your throat chakra. Your throat chakra is all about your words that you speak. So making sure that your seven chakras are aligned or taking the time to learn what the seven chakras are, and especially the throat chakra would go along with all of this. And if in theory with the chakras, if any of your other chakras are out of a line, it's kind of like dominoes. So you may not think you have a misalignment in your throat chakra, but it could be one of the other six chakras that's out of a line that you need to get back into alignment, like your ego, your roots, where you come from, your heart, your place of love, your, your sexual identity, your, your thoughts and how you think about yourself. All of those are included in the seven chakras. And if any of those are out of place, then the words you speak may not be truthful. So aligning all seven chakras if you want to. That is up on my website for download and purchase. And you can align your seven chakras, learn more about the throat chakra if any of this is interesting to you. And start being more impeccable with your words. 
You can even share the seven chakras with your children or at least teenagers. Get them to listen to it. It's downloadable. It's yours. After you purchase it, it's yours. One last thing before I sign off today. I went to yoga with Rebecca Bach at the North Denver Core Power franchise of yoga. And it's quite amazing how the universe works. But I really felt like her theme and her quote that she used was very relevant to being impeccable even with our words. It goes, anything that annoys you is teaching you patience. Anyone who abandons you is teaching you how to stand on your own two feet. Anything that angers you is teaching you forgiveness and compassion. Anything that has power over you is teaching you how to take your power back. Anything you hate is teaching you unconditional love. Anything you fear is teaching you courage to overcome your fear. Anything you can't control is teaching you how to let go. This is by Jackson Kittard. And I really felt like it it goes along with my whole, it's not frustrating, it's challenging, right? Because we will be challenged in life. So keep that in mind. Think about being impeccable with your words and that anytime things do get challenging and It's a lesson. It's all teaching us something. There's a lesson in all of it. And even encouraging today's youth to thinking more positive about the negative. We are going to be challenged. Just don't let it be frustrating. So this is where I'll leave you today. Thank you for being here today. From the peace, love, and abundance in me to the peace, love, and abundance in each and every one of you. Ahui ho, that's Hawaiian for until we meet again. And also I leave you with aloha and namaste. Namaste.